Wine and Shine Podcast, Episode 11. And I just sat down Indian style in the middle of my kitchen and I was like, Cody, come here. And I like made him <laughs> sit down and stare out the window with me. Look at I was these like, succulents of the sunset. I was like, this is so peaceful right now. I'm Nina. And I'm Liz. We don't have all the answers, but we do have a bottle of wine and some thoughts. If you're looking for honest musings on life, happiness, health, and wellness, you've come to the right place. We'll even throw in a couple off-the-wall jokes, some personal stories, and of course, some shenanigans. So grab a glass of wine and join the conversation. Hey, Wine and Shiners. Welcome to 2017. Yeah. Here's to hoping you had a wonderful holiday and are looking forward to a kick-ass new year. We know it's going to be great. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about what we mentioned last episode. So I talked about during our mantra discussion about my mantra and my exploration into minimalism. We're going to talk a little bit about what minimalism means for Nina and myself, Mm -hmm. how we're going to take that into 2017, things you can learn about living a simpler life, and takeaways that you may be able to incorporate into your living space or your closet or your spiritual self, whatever that might be. Yeah, we both kind of stumbled upon minimalism well, I started last year getting into it, and then you kind As of got all into good things. It. <laughs> Basically, the way things happen is Nina finds something, Nina tells Liz, Liz finds it. But Liz that's does the it. best way for things to happen. <laughs> no, it happens. It happens in the opposite sense yeah, too. We share, we yeah, share. no, but minimalism was definitely something I stumbled on first. Yeah, it really has just given me a new outlook on life, and I have to say. For some reason, I kind of fell off the bandwagon a little bit with it. And then just recently, now that you're kind of on a new kick, I've kind of brought it back into my life too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just a really great way to kind of put things into perspective. But before we get into minimalism, uh, we do have some wine. We do. So today we're drinking Classy Barefoot from... Giant Eagle or Walgreens. Really or cheap and kind of delicious. <laughs> cheap barefoot Chardonnay. But it does say on this bottle that it is the most awarded wine brand. Nice. So cheers. Cheers to that. Exactly what I expected because I drink this frequently. It's a Chardonnay. It's, it's good. a Chardonnay. It's good. Yeah, we've decided, just so all of you guys know, <laughs> that we are going to continue to drink wine while we talk because it's our thing and we are the wine and shine podcast and we like wine and we like talking we're not wine experts (laughs) (laughs) we knew this going in you knew this going in we are not connoisseurs of wine but we still like to drink it right and we've just decided that we don't know how much value it's providing you guys if we rate these wines every week I mean by all means if you have enjoyed the wine reviews let us know we will continue them uh, but we figured we'll just let you know what we're drinking and cheers to it every week. Also, if you have a suggestion for what we should drink, we're open to, you know, we can make this a two-way street and you tell us what we should be drinking. You're going to give us wine to drink? Absolutely. We will drink and review it. But we're just not going to go in depth about the wines and the smells and the taste because we don't know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> Pretty much. Transparency at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So Liz, okay, before we talk about minimalism, I did kind of want to 
read you a little bit of this email I got from Gabby Bernstein. If none of you Your are- girl. My girl, Gabby Bernstein. If you are not on her email list, get on her email list. She sends such inspirational things to you. Uh, but it was about the closing of 2016 and kind of entering 2017. So bear with me because I know this is a little bit, what's the word when you're all universal and into- Spirituality. Yeah, it's kind of hippy dippy. <laughs> That's what I call it. <laughs> it's a little bit hippy dippy. term. I like it. So, 2016, we all know, was kind of a rough year for a lot of people and kind of for our nation as a whole. And I thought it was really cool because when I got her email, she was discussing um, this concept of the universal number and how 2016 represents the number nine, which means like the closing of an era. So all of us in 2016, universally, we're dealing with our struggles. We're dealing with our hardships and like really going through the brunt of all of these things that were a struggle. And 2016 was supposed to be the closure of that. And then the universal number for 2017 represents uh, new beginnings and like a spiritual awakening and um, revival, which I think is really, really cool because I know personally in my life, I've really struggled through 2016 with some of the personal things I was going through. Mm -hmm. And I started 2017 off feeling like, you know what? I'm ready to leave that in the past. I'm ready to cleanse myself and free myself from these things and now focus on like where to move forward Mm -hmm. and where, and I I don't know. I felt that inside of me before I even read the email. I have felt very, Zach and I both similarly have felt very renewed, I would say. Yes. Like we've had a lot of really deep, and I think part of it's the new year and just having those conversations. Of course. But I feel very hopeful professionally and personally about just this year and and making it my own. I think because I have, and you too, we have more tools to mm-hmm. do that. I think we've both worked a lot towards arming ourselves in having the best year we could possibly have this year, so. Yeah, and I think that minimalism, kind of tying into minimalism, is one of those things that I'm ready to bring back from 2016 when I discovered it and now like use that in my life this year Mm -hmm. to just become a better person and a better version of myself. So for those of you who don't know what minimalism is, um, start off by ditching any preconceived notions that it's walking into someone's place and they just have a chair. Right, or (laughs) just throwing away every single thing in your apartment. You do not have to do that. No, because that's not what it is. For some, that might be what it is for someone. But what I found in watching the Minimalist documentary, so The Minimalist, just to backtrack a little bit, it's one of our favorite podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, They are two guys that were living the corporate scene and basically gave it all up for a simpler life. And they have a wonderful documentary on Netflix called Minimalism, a documentary about the simple things. Simple things. Yeah. I'm going to check that later. Um, but it's if you look up Minimalist on Netflix, you'll find it. So that's a little bit about the minimalists themselves. Um, and that's a, a two specific guys. But they're preaching this message of minimalism, which, as I said earlier, don't think it's an empty apartment full of nothing. That's not really what it is. It's about saying... We have too many roadblocks and things in our life that get in the way of what's really important. Yeah. And the thing that really struck me and got me into minimalism is the whole idea that we're always searching to find happiness outside of ourselves. And a lot of us don't even realize it. But there's these parts of us that 
we are so hurt for some reason, or we're just not happy, or we don't know our true selves or whatever the case may be. So to fill those holes, we're like, I'm going to make more money. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get this job. I'm going to be more happy when I lose this weight, or I'm going to be happy when I have all these new clothes. It's all dependent on an outside force. Right. And the concept of minimalism is you need to rid yourself of all of these things that don't really provide you fulfillment and you need to look inward. And once you limit yourself of all of those distractions, then you are forced to just take a hard look at yourself and say, okay, so what is it within me that I need to heal in order to actually be happy? So they actually have two books in addition to their podcast and their documentary, um, Everything That Remains and also Minimalism, Live a Meaningful Life. And within these books, they actually give you the tips and tools and the strategies to find your higher self and to fill these holes instead of finding materialistic things to do that for us. Highly recommend checking it out because it definitely kind of jump-started my healing process when I discovered them last year. One of the things that they said in the documentary that stuck out to me the most, and I didn't even realize that I was doing it, was we are constantly in search of little highs. You know, that yes. might be eating a cupcake or drinking a glass of buying wine. Buying a new pair of shoes. Buying something. Mm -hmm. They're constantly, instead of finding joy and fulfillment in the present and like, like I was driving yesterday and the sunset was, I don't know if you saw it from where you were at. Yep. I actually, <laughs> this is really funny. So side note, I bought these little succulents the other day at Kroger mm -hmm. and I put them in my window in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Like I have a little windowsill and I walked over to the kitchen and the sunset was this beautiful, like like orangey yes, pink. So fiery. And my succulents were sitting in the window and there was the sunset and I just sat down Indian style in the middle of my kitchen and I was like, Cody, come here. And I like made him <laughs> sit down and stare out the window with me. Look at these like, succulents this, of the sunset. I was like, this is so peaceful right now. <laughs> no, but it's it's true. Like I, I looked at the sunset yesterday and I was in the present and I was like, this is just, take time to realize everything about what our earth does is mm -hmm. amazing. The science that makes everything work, it's really inspiring. But instead of finding beauty or peace or excitement in just the everyday happenings of life mm -hmm. or, or relationships with people, we look to get these little highs from other things. And we just distract ourselves by hopping from one high to the, the next high to the next high to the next high. And it doesn't, at the end of the day, we're not really accomplishing anything. I completely agree. And one thing that really resonated with me was that if you strip yourself of all of these materialistic things or all of your little highs, what are you left with? You're left with yourself. Mm -hmm. You're left with the universe. You're left with the sky. You know what I mean? All of these things that are just always there for you. And that's where you have to find your happiness. I mean, you can't depend on your happiness with things that can be taken away from you. That's just that we're not made that I just way. Got goosebumps. Really? That's the best quote I've ever heard. I've never thought of it that way that things can be if you're putting your your worth and your happiness mm -hmm. into these external things, those aren't guaranteed, but you're your breath is guaranteed. Well, I guess your breath's not guaranteed, but No, but, but, but yeah, if you're not breathing, you're dead. <laughs> so 
you better that's guarantee. A- <laughs> but it's true. No, I mean, I know that's silly, but your breath is a guarantee. It's that vital living source within you. You're always breathing. And if you're not, you're dead. So <laughs> You're not breathing, you're dead. It's true. Oh, sorry. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. But so I did want to let you know where I got that quote from was actually from another podcast that I listened to called the Energy Healing Podcast. And she had this whole episode on discovering yourself and finding your self-worth. And you're supposed to write down like, who am I? And a lot of times what we do is we'll write down like, I am a teacher. I am a mother. And she says, no, like, that is a part of who you are that makes you part of who you are, but that isn't who you are. What are you? And you have to write things more like, I am kindness. I am love because kindness can't be taken away from you. Love can't be taken Hmm. away from you. Unfortunately, being a teacher can be taken away from you. Unfortunately, being a mom could be taken, like those, those can be a part of who you are, but they can't define you. So I don't know. And that just is what really has always stuck with me. And that's why I think minimalism is so incredibly interesting and just feeds off of that concept. So for me and how I'm getting started, I think I mentioned last time I pulled the trigger and I got this smaller apartment. And I think people think I'm crazy. I don't because I almost (laughs) did it. We had a whole episode, shout out to episode one about moving from suburbs to downtown. I first of all am making the mistake of asking people for their opinion and it really doesn't matter. Um, that's so hard too because you crave that but I want people to go yeah that's a good choice but only I can know and only Zach can know if it's a good choice for us sorry my phone went off speaking of she's selling all of her stuff on Facebook everything on Facebook so that was someone like hey when can I pick up your chair Um, but as part of this we have to downsize so we're going from about 1200 square feet in our apartment to about 750 yeah Um, One bedroom from two bedrooms to one bedroom. But really what Zach and I have done is get a bigger place, get more stuff, get a bigger place, get more stuff. We got married, got more stuff, 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 stuff. And it hasn't made us any happier. Right. What has it given you? I mean, I can look on the wall and say like, oh, that's a nice shelf. Uh, But actually 99% of the time, I don't notice the shelf. Mm -hmm. It's, It's completely, I've gone blind to it. So what I do remember and what I do reflect on with Zach are experiences and places and people and memories. And that can all very easily be facilitated in a hustling, bustling environment like where we're getting ready to move. So in the book, Minimalism, they are talking about what are the things that are truly important. And they say experiences, connection with people. Those are the things that actually fill our cup up. And like you said, you're not going to remember the shelf on your wall. No. I mean, you might if it's really important to you or you really like it, Mm -hmm. you know. In that case, you should keep it. Exactly. If it brings you that level of joy. So I'm sure that many of you guys have heard of the book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And it follows this whole minimalism concept in that if something in your house does not provide you joy, it should not be there. Or serve, I would say, or serve a purpose. Or serve a like purpose, a functional, you're correct. I'm very functional. You're correct. And Zach hates it. But I'm always like, what purpose does this serve? And then he says, not everything has to serve a purpose, which is true. But right. I so like one of too. the two, right? If it brings you joy and it serves a purpose, then therefore it should be in your household. And I really took that to heart a couple months ago, cleaning out my closet. 
just taking all of these clothes. I don't wear these. Why are they still in my closet? Because you might wear them one day a year. Right. That's what I tell myself. Oh, I might wear this for Christmas. This little dress. Isn't it cute? No, I'm not going to wear it. And it just sits there and fills up your closet of all these clothes that you have to look at every single morning. Decision fatigue. Have you ever heard of decision fatigue? It's true. It is a real thing, you know? And so it's like eliminating your life of these small decisions you don't have to make or these extra things you don't have to look at or this clutter that really... That you don't have to clean. That, exactly. I mean, when I think of the things that stress me out, getting ready in the morning and cleaning yep. and all of the things that if I just had less stuff and more time, it wouldn't be, you know, an issue. Right. And I think on the flip side, if you are really into fashion... Okay, it doesn't mean you have to stop being into fashion. If that is your thing, if that is something that brings you joy, if you love having multiple clothing pieces to choose from, Mm -hmm. then don't get rid of all of your clothes. But maybe there's another area in your life where you can take a look at and say, maybe it's a bunch of jewelry. You have a bunch of costume jewelry that's not really right doing anything for you. There are always little spots in our lives where we can do some cleanup. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm really, frankly, like I go back and forth between being terrified about this decision and being really excited. Um, I have to, like I said, I'm selling all my stuff and I find, I keep asking myself like, what if I need that? What if I hate this? And then I have to start all over again and I actually need that stuff and I shouldn't have gotten rid of it. And then I have to like take a step back and say, it's just stuff. And you you can buy more stuff. Exactly. (laughs) So one of their... uh, concepts, I guess, or one of their strategies for clearing away your stuff is don't do the what ifs. So if you are looking at something, you're like, what if, nope, out. You do not need a what if because you can always buy another what if. I really, really liked that. And I noticed I do it all the time when I'm trying to clean out my stuff. Mm -hmm. Once I say it in my head, I'm like, you don't really need this. I've also seen, actually, if you want to find a lot of strategies, I if you just type in minimalism on Pinterest, so many things come up, so yep. many different ways. And I've seen a lot of, if you really feel that what if attachment, don't automatically throw it away. Maybe put it in a mm-hmm. box and leave it for 30 days. And if you didn't use it for 30 days, well, you know, then then it's time to let it go. Set Have kind of like a transition dumping ground. I love that. For all of those things that you're just not quite sure about. I put a bunch of my clothes in a bag to take to Goodwill. And honestly, I just forgot about the bag. It's been sitting in my laundry room. And I realized after the fact, some of those clothes that I had put in that bag and was kind of stressing over, like, ooh, do I really want to get rid of this? I have not even thought of since they've been in the laundry room for months. Mm -hmm. It just proves like you really don't need a lot of the stuff that you think you do. If you guys are looking for another podcast or another resource for minimalism. My friend Kelly actually brought this one to my attention. She is calling herself the functioning minimalist. She's another podcast. You can follow her on iTunes. She also has an Instagram. Don't really think she uses it that much. But what I really like about the functioning minimalist is that, first of all, she is a girl, which is kind of cool Mm -hmm. and refreshing. And I always... I, to interrupt, I'm sorry. No, go for it. With the two guys, part of me was like, all right, it's a little easier for you. I mean, one you of don't them have wears, all the care products yeah. that we have, you know, to right. worry about. And one of them wears like a black t-shirt and jeans every day. Every day. And I think, th- I don't know that many girls that would do that it necessarily. Work for some. You're right. It won't work for me. It won't work for me. But yeah, so she is a girl. 
which is kind of nice and refreshing in this minimalism world. And also her episodes are like four, five, eight. I'm just looking at some right now, six minutes long. They're like small little snippets. Little bursts of minimalism. Yeah. And like, it's for example- minimalist podcast. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> and so some of her topics like holiday gifts, gratitude, decision fatigue. I have not listened to a bunch of these. Wow. They've just been sitting on my iTunes. Holiday, do less. Holiday, new year. You know, she just kind of sticks with these short, tips for you every week. And it's really cool. I'll have to check her out. That's a new one for me. Download it now. That's my jam. But I think that there are lots of ways to incorporate minimalism into your life that doesn't necessarily have to do with throwing away all of your stuff right now. No, I think... As I mentioned in the beginning, I think it's what it means to you. And I think there are different levels of that purge for different people and how much stuff feels like it needs to be a part of your life. Mm -hmm. I think everyone's different. And I know that they even don't keep pictures. So they'll scan their pictures onto their computer Mm -hmm. and then toss away the picture. For some of us, like me, that's actually something I might do. I might do something like that because I hate stuff, like extra stuff. Like I never look in this box of photos that I have. I have a box of all my wedding stuff and I was so tempted to toss it. And the only reason I haven't is because my mom was like, Nina, you need to keep these things. Like, I have you the never same thing. Know. I have a wedding box in my closet that I'm I'm already thinking, what am I going to do with it? Right. Because I feel like, okay, so Zach and I did a sand ceremony, okay? Mm-hmm. And we did a really cool thing with the, that's where, you know, a lot of people, like you did wine. So we did sand, like we each had our own vials of sand and then poured it and it became one beautiful, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, um, But Zach did a really cool thing because I'm all about freaking function mm-hmm. and made the combined sand into a candle. Like he just put wax oh, that's on top cute, of it. actually. But then the sand separated from the candle. So now it looks dumb. <laughs> It also is not, It's we've never lit the candle. It just sits there as a reminder of our love. Yes. And I'm like, if we throw away the sand ceremony set, is it like a curse? Like we're throwing away our love? Like, um, you know what I mean? Like, but what's it doing besides collecting dust on my shelf? Right. That's um, all it's doing. Just so you know, we did a wine unification. So I poured uh, some white wine into a glass. He poured some red wine and we both drank out of the glass. So that's good because you weren't going to keep the wine smart. Yeah, except, well, first of all, my white wine glass toppled over. So I had nothing to pour into <laughs> the unification glass. So that's great. And second, what the glasses were engraved. I know. The glasses <laughs> were engraved. One said Mrs. Boyce. Yep. One said Mr. Boyce. And then the middle glass said both Mr. and Mrs. Yep. Or I think, well, actually, that's a lie. <laughs> My glass said Nina, his said Cody. And then, and then the one in the middle said Mr. and Mrs. Um, I have now broken all three of the glasses. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I wish I would have broken mine. It would be like an excuse, like, oh, it broke. But I was like kind of crushed at first. I'm like, my marriage is broken. And then I was like, no, it's not. The glasses are broken, but my They're level symbolic. rain true. Yeah. It's symbolic. I know, it's symbolic. But my point was, throw away the candle because... It's not going to ruin your marriage because my glasses are broken. So I'm already screwed. So we'll be in it together. Single ladies. No, I'm just yeah. Kidding. Yeah. Like, like my program. I have like a wedding program. My bouquet. Have it all too. My, I mean, I have like basically one of everything for my wedding and it sits in a box in my closet. And frankly, I have one closet for my clothes, me and Zach's clothes. And one closet for your stuff. And one closet for not, it's a coat closet. Oh. Like that's it. Oh. Like I gotta, I gotta get rid of 
I'm telling you, you have no idea the amount of stuff I have to get rid of to do this. It'll be good though. It'll be cleansing. It will. And on the topic of sentimental stuff, since that's kind of what we were just talking about, the minimalists say, don't start with the sentimental things. If you need to start with your medicine cabinets, start with your kitchen cabinets, you know, don't go to the wedding box. Like God, (laughs) that's going to build up to it. (laughs) Build up to the wedding box, build up to those love notes that your high school boyfriend wrote you in 1997, you know? It was in high school, 1997. I was like eight. Someone was in high school in 1997 and they have love notes. I don't have any love notes. Oh, I do. I think they're at my parents' house in the closet because my parents keep everything. But But yeah, so I I do love the idea of scanning and I think that is great. See, but then I get weird and I'm like, what if the foundations of the cloud technology collapse? Backups, and it's gone forever. Yo, there's hard drive backups. You can put that on if you're really nervous. I know. And Zach has one. See, I have answers for everything. I just, I basically talk to myself like, what if? And then I talk myself off the ledge and then do it all over. So again. rule of thumb, if it's a what if, there's probably another solution. Probably. You just got to be willing to accept it and creative in how you tackle it. And I think if you are nervous about getting rid of your stuff, that there's probably a deeper rooted issue in that. And there's a reason why you are so attached to all of it. So think back and say, what's my fear of getting rid of X, Y, and Z? What am I nervous about? And just listen to yourself. Let's let the answer come to you and see what it is. You might be surprised. It's probably an area in your life where you need a little bit of healing. Mm-hmm. I think, for instance, Zach has in our closet a trombone, a cornet, an accordion, a Guatemalan drum. You guys have a, a electric flute, keyboard. <laughs> a keyboard, like an entire choral library. And I think that a lot of that is him... You know, he didn't get to do the music thing that he originally Mm -hmm. set out to do. And when you hold on to that stuff... You feel like it's still a part of who you are. Yeah, it's still a part of who you are. It could still happen. It's And that's... I feel bad having to push him in that direction. We we cannot sustain a choral library any longer. (laughs) And like every instrument in the universe, in your tiny apartment. I do feel for him... Because I know that is a huge part of who he is. It's He really misses it. But it's not... And maybe I'm speaking for him. He'll probably be like, Liz, I listen to this and that's not how I feel. But I can <laughs> imagine that might be how one would feel. So I do agree that you... It, sometimes you have to go beyond the stuff. It's not just getting rid of stuff. It's how can I feel good about making this decision and at peace with that side of, you know, eliminating whatever that might be. And always remembering that that stuff does not represent who you are. It's no. just a part of who you are. Because he could go tomorrow and join a choir. Exactly. And have... Or buy a new trombone. Yep. Or buy new choral literature. Actually, he might give you some of the choral I don't want any of it. I'm trying to be a minimalism <laughs> here. <laughs> Stop giving me things. Yeah. I don't know. I'm really excited to just go into 2017 and continue shedding these layers of myself. And it's not just the stuff. Like that's what I'm so excited about is Mm -hmm. I'm also just shedding layers of who I am and just right trying to get down to the core of what makes me happy and what, I don't know, what I value in life. Yeah, because once you can identify that, that's what I'm finding in kind of going through all this self-help 
stuff that, you know, I feel like all the books we've been reading are... Oh my gosh, every single book I have is self-help. But I feel like when you can get to the core of who you are and what makes you happy and your gifts and your talents... And your purpose. Your inspirations. You're basically right now, if you aren't in tune with that, you are making decisions based on who you think you should be or what you think you want. You should be making decisions based on who you really are. Right. So I'm hoping that, you know, as we search to find what it is that we are at our core and shed those layers, we can become better people and, you know, achieve the things we want to achieve. It's all about getting rid of the things that are holding you back, getting rid of all of these false stories you've taught yourself, all of these like beliefs you have, all of these ideas about why you need all of the things that you have and just getting down to your core and your true self. And sometimes it means having little experiments like selling all your stuff and moving to downtown and guess to do what? it. Guess what? If that in the end isn't what you thought it was, or maybe you miss some of the things, mm-hmm. you're just discovering things about yourself. You know, it's not the end all be all. You can always yes. buy back things or you can always, I don't know, throw more away. It's just, but I can't go back in time and wonder, what if Zach and I had moved downtown when we had the chance and we were young and we could explore? You can't fix the past if you make that decision. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. I'm like, if I hate it, I can always do an about face and learn a lesson and find what I do want. But I won't know what I want if I don't try this. So I love it. That's where I'm at come over to my little place and have little parties. I can't wait. I can't wait for real. So guys, I guess in closing, why don't we all strive to take some minimalist steps in the next couple of weeks? Maybe you just try going. And like I said earlier, don't go straight to the The wedding wedding box. box. (laughs) Yeah. But go to a part of your house that's been really driving you crazy lately and just start there and see how it feels to just rid of some of the things. Or maybe you don't want to do it with your stuff. Maybe you already have done it with your stuff. Then pull out your journal and start writing about yourself and seeing what you can kind of shed and release that doesn't serve you. So it's not only with stuff, but it's with maybe people, relationships. It's another big part of it too. You know, there are probably people and relationships in your life right now that are serving you in a negative way Mm -hmm. and that don't need to be there anymore. And you know, it's not selfish. That's the other thing that I keep having to remind myself. Sometimes it feels selfish. Like I, this isn't serving me, so I'm going to get rid of this. Or this person is causing me to have a negative energy and I don't want to associate with them anymore. It's not selfish because ultimately you need to be happy yourself. We get one life. Yeah, you get one life. And you need to provide yourself with the self-care and you need to be the best version of you so that you can be the best version for the people that do matter. Exactly. Whether that's stuff or people or moving to a smaller apartment, it's all just going to help you find your true self. So I would highly encourage you, if you're interested in minimalism, I think a really great way to get super pumped about it is to watch that documentary. I love documentaries because it's very visual and impactful. It's not setting aside days to read a book. Um, Not that I don't love books because I do, but I would start with the documentary. It's a really... It's like an hour. Yeah, it's a really great watch. Um, And then, as I mentioned, also Pinterest, if you just, you know, I have a minimalism board of mantras and ideas and ways to create like a capsule wardrobe where you just have a few certain pieces. There's lots of inspiration online. And of course, we'll link all of the books that we've referenced, 
always good reads there in terms of minimalism. The podcast is great. The Functioning Minimalist, again, for five to eight minute topics just to kind of get you going is a great start. Yeah. So there are lots of ways to delve into it. And again, make it what it is for you. Don't think that you have to sell all your stuff and go join a commune and whatever. It's <laughs> Live not... with just one pair of pants, uh, your cat. <laughs> I'm going to bring the cat back in the every episode. Cat. <laughs> Talk to your cat. Um, <laughs> get rid of your cat if you need to. <laughs> My cat's being on the floor. I'm... I'm not really contemplating it, but sometimes I am. Um, Minimalism, shed the animals. <laughs> we are not advocating dumping of animals. We really love the animals. <laughs> but we we, if you've ever followed our Instagram, every other picture is of my dog Jackson. So <laughs> check out our Insta. Yeah. So that's a reminder. Please connect with us <laughs> on social media for pictures of Jackson, Kobe, Felix, Bella, husbands, all the animals. Things. We are Wine and Shine Podcast on Instagram. We are on Facebook at Wine and Shine Podcast. We have our blog. We are going to get ready to feature our new Get Glammed for January by Alicia P. Hicks. And that is wineandshinepodcast.com. We also love emails. So send us some love at wineandshinepodcast at gmail.com. And if you guys are liking the podcast, want us to continue the podcast, like what you're hearing, please head over to iTunes, hit subscribe. And we would really appreciate if you gave us a review and wrote us a little message so that we can either make some improvements or keep doing what we're doing because we have a lot of fun doing it. Yes. I think that's it. Cheers to the year of new beginnings. Spiritual awakenings. Let's do it. And shedding all that doesn't serve us. Have a good one. Bye.